This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Amiel Saleh and Hany Balkis. Happy Tuesday, everyone, and welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. This is the one and only place where we give you a quick roundup of everything that is happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and all around the world. Hope you're all having a great day and enjoying the cooling off summer. Yes. <laughs> I feel like the weather has definitely been getting... A little, a little less hot. It is getting a lot much more breezier now. When I've been saying the news, obviously, I check the weather before I give I give the weather announcement. And for the first time in over four months, mm-hmm. I've said Sharjah skies are clear with 36 degrees and oh not 42. Oh, my God. So we're looking at, you know... Can we the, get a round of applause? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're, we're looking at, you know, the autumn weather, the winter weather coming through. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that is good news. But obviously, we have even better news because the UAE government has selected young Emiratis who will develop ideas for the next 50 years. Yes, indeed. We're going to be talking about the young future nears that the UAE is announcing very, very soon. Coming up on today's show, we've got some news about iPhone updates and iPhone parts. And one country has decided to basically have Apple offer all of its users those updates and parts for the next seven years. Which country are we talking about and how are they able to do that? you got to stay tuned to find out more about it. Yes, time and time again, we've seen the European Union grab Apple by the neck when it does come to, you know, the right to repair mm-hmm. and things like that. But for our Tech This Out segment, we're talking about Singapore and how it is trialing a patrol robot to deter bad social behavior. What could that mean? (laughs) Well, you just got to find out. Yes, indeed. In the world of apps, we're going to be talking about rankings once again. And sadly, yet again, we are talking about one Mac OS that has actually dropped in the ranking in comparison to other popular desktop operating systems. And we're going to tell you exactly who was able to kind of succeed over them (laughs) yes and we're not done talking about robots just yet because japan has made robot grandchildren for lonely grandparents now it is a nice but sad story that you know we have to resort to creating uh, robot grandchildren for the elderly who don't have grandchildren of their own so i can guess you can say everything has changed pulse 95 daily digital news Bits and bytes connect our world. Ladies and gentlemen, the UAE government has selected young Emiratis who will develop ideas for the next 50 years. Now, it goes under the initiative of the Future Nears and was launched as part of its efforts to achieve the national goals under the 10 principles for the next 50 years. Now, just yesterday, the UAE did launch a team of futureers, which does consist of young Emirati talents who will be brainstorming ideas and solutions that can prepare the country for the future. Yes, indeed. And we typically know that in the tech world, there is a term known as futurists. And this term or this, let's say, title is usually given to tech giants, to tech founders who try to find solutions for issues that we've long struggled with. They try to find ways around this and they try to find, you know, critical, they think critically. One example is, let's say, the ethics around self-driving cars or even, you know, 
the future of farming. We've seen a lot of people who have been interested in hydroponics and have been trying to find laws and ways to go about it. And these are people who we tend to call as futurists. So mm-hmm. these futureneers are basically the futurists of the UAE. So it's an initiative that was launched by the UAE government, development, and the future office. And those futureneers are going to be, you know, young experts, young professionals from different sectors in this mm-hmm. uh, country. Mm-hmm. They're going to be creating proactive solutions, developing innovative ideas, and also helping design national policies and projects for every person living in this country. Yeah, and they're specializing in fields that range from business and economy to architecture, science, public policy, technology, and even forensic science. So we're looking at a broad and vast majority of all different types of professions and specialties to be combined into one because obviously... To row a boat, you need every single, you know, compartment working to keep on rowing. So, you know, we're looking at how the participants were selected based on specific criteria. And that did include their ability and skills and obviously shaping the future, diversity of knowledge, mm-hmm. scientific and even professional achievements. Now, we do know that the main focus is the ability to develop ideas that are aligned with the UAE's vision for the next 50 years. So all of these, uh, you know, young Emiratis or we should call them futureers, mm-hmm. fit the criteria to help shape the the, uh, the UAE for the next 50 years. Absolutely. And when we're looking at who are a part of this initiative, we have some pretty popular names that mm-hmm. some of them we've actually had on Future Talk before. Others have been making headlines all across the past few years. So one of the members of the team is actually Ali Al-Mansouri, who is very known for her big passion in science mm-hmm. and space. So she's going to be part of this initiative. We also have Amna Bin Thania, who is going to be in the field of development management and architecture. Uh, there's another Another young woman who's known as Fatima Galdarish, who's going to be a part of the investment bank uh, banking profession. And we've also got part of the team, Noura Saeed, who is uh, specializing in the field of astrophysics and planetary sciences. Mohammed Al-Mansouri, who's going to be in technology development and forensic sciences. So many popular names in different sectors, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's not just a person who specializes in tech who will be able to be a future near or help the UAE shape the next 50 years but rather people from every sector are needed to collaborate and work together yes and again just to show you the scope of how young these talents are Ali Al-Mansouri is uh, I believe she's around 16 or 15 years old 16, 17 I think she's just entered university 16 to 17 years old so to give such a platform to help shape your country for the next 50 years that is a big achievement and these children or these young adults or again we should call them future nears yes are on fire. <laughs> You're listening to Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about the apples. <laughs> the apples. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. But you know, it's funny that you say this because I feel like every single day we have a story about apple. <laughs> yeah, and we have no doctors on the show, so yep. it's working. <laughs> But ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to Apple, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of controversy, right? Because when we're talking about Apple products and how if anything happens to said Apple product, you got to jump all the way to the Apple store or any other authorized retailer or service provider and you'll pay a hefty price to fix it. Mm -hmm. Well, Germany 
right? They have different plans for Apple. Now, over the past couple of months, we've been talking about how the European Union, they actually want the right to repair. They want to make all USB-Cs for all types of phones and make it that one, you know, cable mm. that or the one key that opens all the doors. And Basically. they want that, obviously, to combat global warming, to combat, you know, uh, waste management. But now Germany wants Apple to offer iPhone updates and even parts for seven years. Now, I feel like a couple of countries in the European Union do show Apple what we call in Arabic, al-hamra. <laughs> right, the red eye. Yeah, the red eye. So they don't... They you can't mess with us. Yeah, like they try to show dominance over Apple and showcase that you either follow our rules or you're out the window. Yeah, and we've seen the same type of dominance in China as well. True. So it's kind of weird, Omnia. We're looking at the European Union grabbing all <laughs> of these tech giants by the neck. You know, China yep. as well. ByteDance isn't a small company. Nope. And they, ju- they grab them by the neck. But North America, they don't care. True. They let them do whatever they want. You know why? Because it makes them money. True. Um, Now, with smartphone producers, including Apple, what Germany wants is to basically have it become a requirement for these smartphone manufacturers to give you security patches, spare parts for the iPhone and many other devices that Apple creates every single year for the next seven years. And that is a proposal that the German government has given to the European Union in a bid to make the product category much better for the environment as a whole. Instead of people replacing their phones, they can just fix those parts without necessarily paying an arm and a leg for it. Mm. So the German federal government has actually already entered negotiations with the European Commission to alter all the proposals that are affecting and impacting every smartphone, every tablet, repair and servicing. And the European Commission is currently working to push the device vendors into giving those parts and vendors. My only question is why is it only five or seven years? So the European Commission wants it for five years. Mm -hmm. Germany wants seven years. Why those specific numbers? All right, I'll have a, I'll have a hunch, right? Mm. Because let's talk about technology in general. True. Right? Mm. After five years, you can call it outdated. Mm, right? I like that, yeah. After the phone se- no longer functions, even if you replaced most of the parts. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about basic use, even when it does come to Samsung, which a lot of people, you know, use as a budget phone, and Samsung yeah. does provide a lot of, you know, we can say right to repair movements Mm. but five to seven years i think seven years is kind of an overkill Mm. i think five years is you know the optimal and also when we're looking at you know devices and technology and phones in general there are liabilities just like cars so if omni and i we went to go buy a car from let's say mercedes Mm. right they'll give us a five-year contract which is service contract and a warranty after that you're on your own Right. True. So we're looking at it the same way. And the European Union is trying to, you know, consider iPhones or in general smartphones as a liability. And because it is it is not a cheap purchase, you're paying and and in different parts of the world. Actually, we look at different prices over here. An iPhone will cost you five thousand to six thousand dirhams in India. Believe it or not, they go for seven to eight. Wow. Yeah. A lot of people will buy a lot of Indians will come to the UAE or any other country and they'll buy iPhones oh, and take sense. it back. Yeah, I right? know in like, let's it's, say Palestine or Jordan, it's the same situation. It's currency. Like, yeah. It's, it's a, currency. It's like a thousand or two thousand difference for the same exact phone. Yeah. So again, when you're making such a big purchase, right, you yeah. need to have number one, the right to repair. Number two, Apple does give you, hey, we'll give you Apple Care, mm. right? But that's two years and you're paying on top of that 
another, I believe it's 700 dirhams. At least. Right? So again, at the end of the day, you're paying around 6,000 to 7,000 dirhams. And you don't want to just throw these phones away. Because I know, for example, right now, Mm-hmm. I have an iPhone 12 Pro Max, 256 gigabytes. Mm-hmm. When I give it, when retail price right now, I think Omnia, you have the same exact phone, right? Yeah, same thing. How much did you buy it for? Because I don't uh, know. Five thousand. Five thousand. Four thousand nine hundred, probably five thousand. Let's yeah. round it to five thousand, right? Mm-hmm. If I go when the iPhone 13 drops and yeah. I give them my phone, I say I want to make a trade. They'll give me around three thousand seven hundred. So depreciation value over mm. one year is already one thousand three hundred dirhams. True. So again, not the smartest investment, but again, you don't invest into tangible items like phones and cars, etc. But again, it just goes to show that the European Union is trying to make these tangible items last longer because 100%. they should. Not everyone has, you know, that much money to spend on phones or or because it is a big purchase. And I, you know, one thing when you, when we talk about investing in phones, I do feel like when you're getting an Apple phone, you are based on the amount of money you're spending, you are expecting this phone to last you. So exactly. you're choosing to change it. But in a typical scenario, a normal scenario, this phone should be fine with you for at least two or three years. That's the least amount you could think of for the money you pay. So if, God forbid, something happened, a part is uh, messed up, you need to replace a battery, battery. you need to replace whatever, Wear it shouldn't tear. be, you know, it shouldn't cost an arm and a leg to do that. Mm. And again, look how we're talking so detailed about phones now because nowadays phones are like cars. Yeah. Right? They are number one expensive, number two, they need maintenance. And there is wear and tear in a phone, mm-hmm. battery, screen, camera. These things deteriorate over time. So, how can we make the most out of it? Mm. European Union has the greatest idea, the right to repair. Maybe Germany with the seven year updates. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> looking at the five-year update. I like how they've even separated it. So they said for smartphones, they want five years, spare parts and uh, oh, software updates. Yeah. For tablets, they are going or aiming towards six six years. Um, the Ministry of Economics in, the Federal Ministry of Economics in Germany, though, wants to stretch it to seven years across tablets and smartphones. Tablets and laptops, seven years Perfect. Yes. Omnia, before you bought your new laptop, how long did you have your laptop oh, for? The old one? Five years. Five years. Yeah. Before you had your iPhone XS, XS? I think, yeah, it was X- the XS Max. Okay, how long did you have that for? Three oh, and a I half had, years. Yeah. There's a rule of thumb that everyone should go by, right? Two models, replace. Two yes. models, replace. But for That's me, exactly I'm what I was of- telling my, I think I was telling my mom or my dad a couple of months ago when their phones i'm like you can't wait for more than two models because yeah. then you're just gonna feel the difference yeah two models replace and unless you're a spoiled brat like me <laughs> you get every <laughs> no, time no come on it's not about at the end of the day you know you host a tech show it's yeah. worth it <laughs> let us know your guys thoughts 4215 do it or on our instagram at pulse 95 radio we're taking a short break but when we come back we're talking all about robots that will deter bad social behavior Whenever we're teaching kids about what behavior is good and what behavior is bad, we typically, you know, tend to associate bad behavior with the naughty corner or the naughty chair. Um, Soon enough, we, all of us as adults, may just have a naughty naughty corner because robots are watching. Mm -hmm. There's a robot in Singapore that is basically being trialed to deter bad social behavior. So if you're 
throwing garbage on the street. If you're crossing the road or jaywalking in locations where you shouldn't be, you may not just be stopped by a police officer, but you'll be stopped by a robot who may just be just as authorized to kind of give you some beef for whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah, now, believe it or not, uh, Singapore is ranked one of the safest countries in the world, and they have put two autonomous robots on trial to detect bad behavior such as flouting of COVID-19 uh, COVID safety measures, mm -hmm. smoking in prohibited areas, and the improper parking of bicycles. Now, if you do you know that, Omnia, yeah. you're not allowed to chew gum in the street in Singapore? What? Yes. You're not allowed. I, not throw or just chew? chew? Chew, because obviously you'll throw it. What? Yeah, you're not allowed. The things you it's find very, out. It's very clean. Wow. Now, these two, two patrol robots are named Xavier and are equipped with cameras that can detect bad social behavior and even trigger real-time alerts to the command and control center. I love these robots because it only took them three weeks to trial them and they were already ready to be placed in real-life situations. These robots are going to be used for surveillance. They display messages on their bodies that would educate the public on what behavior is proper and they are going to be uh, used frequently on the roads but not part of law enforcement just yet. The deployment of Xavier will be supporting the work of police officers. So it's not a replacement of police officers. However, it will help reduce manpower. So police officers can at least get some rest from patrolling the roads and these robots could be put to work. Now, what's interesting is that statistics actually show that we are going to have in Singapore alone about 200,000 police cameras by 2030. And I, if I'm making a good guess, I feel like there's going to be more of these robots out there on the roads with cameras attached to them. Yes, let us know your guys' thoughts. 4215, do us thoughts or on our Instagram at Pulse95 Radio. This is Pulse95. Pulse95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? Ladies and gentlemen, Apple is getting not getting knocked off the charts in every single way possible. Two days in a row. Yeah. Now, just yesterday, we did announce or we did uh, talk about how Apple got kicked off. iPhones. Yeah. The Apple got kicked off the smartphone rank number two and they became rank number three. Xiaomi uh, did take over. Mm -hmm. And now we're talking about how Mac OS has dropped to the third most popular desktop OS. And Chrome OS mm -hmm. is now second, but it grabbed market shares from Microsoft, but not Apple. Now, we're looking at how Apple is kind of, you know, falling in a way when it yeah. comes to charts. I mean, uh, people lie, numbers don't, and the numbers don't lie. Absolutely. 2020 was definitely a very unusual year for everyone, but it also made very clear our own habits when it comes to surfing the internet you know there was a big shift in the desktop operating system marketing and the market itself and we've actually seen windows you know constantly having a commanding lead with mac os coming in the second place however over time we've seen google chrome's os kind of move up the, the ranking and now they are in second place pushing the Mac operating system down to third. You may think that would signal bad news for Apple, but it actually is Microsoft that suffered because the figures reveal that the Mac OS use increased from 6.7% market share back in 2019 to 7.5% last year. Windows, though, they suffered a steep drop. They fell from 
85.4% to 80.5% in 2020. And Google Chrome OS was the big winner because it jumped from 6.4 to 10.8. Everyone was using the Google Chrome mm. operating system. Now, we do know that 2020 was the biggest year for PC demand in a decade. Obviously, <laughs> that is in help with the COVID-19 pandemic and yep. a lot of people working from home. And millions of people were told to stay home, but they still needed to be work, uh, to be entertained, and children still did need to learn. So everyone and anyone bought a computer. And with that in mind, it is impossible to predict if this Chrome OS surge was simply due to a combination of so many people needing a laptop, a short supply and cost, or if macOS will become a permanent mm. third-place desktop operating system now. So obviously we do know that Chrome OS, uh, you know, uh, or the Chromebook caters most for students, right? And, and a lot of schools was actu were actually giving them out for students to be able to learn online. Yeah, I mean, again, we're looking at students being the most affected by the COVID-19 pandemic mm -hmm. because... Uh, I think until just a couple of weeks ago, they were studying, they were working from, I mean, studying from home, distant yep. learning. And just a couple of weeks ago, they got back onto campus and they're still doing that week on week off type of scenario. Now, Microsoft does clearly realize that Chrome OS is a threat to its market share and is responding. But Windows 10X is in development as a vital competitor to Google's operating system. And we're looking at every time Microsoft releases a new Windows, mm. there is going to be a surge. And I do hope that Windows 10 is going to be that one because I am a user of both Windows and Mac OS. Mac mm. OS is for work and my Microsoft or Windows is for gaming. my casual gaming type of uh, setup. Yeah. Now, we obviously shouldn't be surprised if laptops and tablets running 10X appear this year, although they still haven't, you know, made a release date just yet. Absolutely. I want to hear from all of you. 4215 Dorit or sign into RDMs at Pulse95 Radio. Do you use a Mac OS? Do you like the Chrome operating system? I feel like most schools right here in the UAE, they were actually providing students with Chrome OS, no, you know, notebooks, uh, tablets, you name it, because... A, they're just a lot more budget-friendly, and they were getting the job done at the fastest pace possible. But let us know what operating system do you prefer. Our text lines are open, and please join the conversation. Coming up on Future Talk, we're going to be talking about a sad story about lonely grand grandparents and how robots are now coming to keep them a little bit more company. Pulse 95. Check this out. Check this out. Yeah, I thought Omnia was going to start this one off. but uh, I kept thinking of, you know, what to say. But honestly, it's it, this story makes me sad because if you're if anyone's grandparents are still alive, it's such a blessing, you know, to take care of them, to be with them, to show them love and care and to just hear their prayers and hear all the love that they have to show. Mm -hmm. um, but for, for some people to just kind of put their grandparents on the sideline, not care about them. Or maybe those grandparents don't necessarily have grandchildren. But I feel like with a lot of those cases, uh, what's wrong? <laughs> I'm getting too emotional about this. Yeah, I think you're a little bit lost for words, Omnia. <laughs> no, but it makes me really sad because, okay. I'm letting you have your moment. <laughs> for those of you who, you know, are just tuning into the show, Japan actually created this robot that would make grandparents a little less lonely so it's basically a grandchild robot i love the idea 
But it's just a sad concept to think that now we have to create fake grandchildren to keep those grandparents, you know, company. Yeah, and uh, Japan actually has a very old population. Uh, Huge percentage, yeah. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately, uh, these grandchildren, I mean, maybe they can't take care of them, number one, maybe. Number two, they never had any grandchildren to begin yeah. with or children to produce grandchildren. But we're looking at how using robots to give older people something to engage with is obviously far from a new idea. But to date, we have mostly done it with robot versions of animals, which did include dogs, cats, and even to the extent of singing <laughs> birds. But obviously, given the current limits of technology, it's much easier to make a slightly compelling artificial pet than obviously one credible human being. But with Ami-chan and Takara Tommy, they have more taken a comic-like approach to avoiding the eerie valley altogether. The robot does look like a character from a studio geek uh, how do you say this one Gibby? Ghibli Ghibli yes. I know I, I know uh, Aisha Masmi loves Studio Ghibli Really? I, I, I mean I, I've seen her talk about it quite some time We gotta have her and, I uh, wanna know her, her thoughts about this story Mikhail Atiyah as well Yes Right? They love their anime and Japan stuff but uh, it's obviously the same type of concept, but yeah. with exaggerated eyes and a small, subtle smile. So it does definitely lean more towards sweet than scary. Yes, indeed. So this robot, just like you mentioned, Tani, her name is Ami-chan. She is capable of blinking her eyes. She can uh, close them and close them slowly so that she can stimulate that kind sleepy of idea. Feeling. Yeah, sleepy feeling and help encourage those um, the older generation to fall asleep because a lot of them actually struggle with insomnia. She also has quite a wide range of motion and animated features and the best part about it all, she's able to give them that caring feeling, the feeling that they're not alone and a little less lonely. So she would sit there like a doll but she encourages physical interactions she will use verbal communication ask them how they're doing maybe even open and have some small talk with them and she has a vocabulary of around 1600 japanese words and she's capable of learning a lot more than that she knows the names of the grandparents who are currently interacting with her and she has a camera so she can use face recognition to visually identify who she's talking to and address them with the proper name so that she can create a much more credible bond because imagine dealing with a robot especially as people grow older you know they have a lot less patience dealing with a robot that does not know your name how are you going to establish any form of connection with her yeah i mean obviously uh when it does come to social interaction all of us whether we're old or young if we don't have enough human interaction True. or social interaction you know depression does come in and it's always good to talk to someone, right? Yes. And, you know, as a true grandchild, Ami-chan <laughs> will seem completely uninterested in your stories and sometimes even uh, avoid making eye contact. Do you so, like the stories that your grandparents yes, tell I, you? Yeah, my grandpa, he always talks about Palestine. Yeah. So I will always listen because it's part of our history. But, you know, in addition to participating in a back-and-forth chat, obviously using ch uh, speech recognition, Ami-chan also does sing 40 different nursery rhymes and songs, and even some of them can play with the time of year in mind. So, let's say, for example, it's uh, it's Christmas, right? Yes. They'll sing a Christmas song, and, you know, they can play games like Heavy Twisters that are actually designed as mm -hmm. brain training exercises. Now, the robo-grandson can also be rocked to sleep, triggering, triggering a simulated nap 
that even includes the fine talking in his sleep that begins to you know kind of unsettling you have a <laughs> you have a talking robot baby robot in your in your hands gives them the ma- some action in their lives yeah they're trying to you know make it as real as possible yes. and hats off to these japanese inventors you know they're they're making a, a less lonely world for these grandparents these robots though are not cheap mm-hmm. they come at a price tag of about 250 dollars but you know unlike buying you know a puppy or a cat for your grand for your grand uh, parents grandparents it is kind of cheaper in the long run because imagine you know you don't have to vaccinate these pets you don't have to constantly buy them food or water or at least you know deal with um the, pa- the grandparents not being strong enough to take care of them. The only thing you'll need for this robot is a new set of batteries every now and then. So mm-hmm. that would make the price tag a little easier to swallow, but still. I mean, they're like 70 years old. They have $250. True, but another Life thing... Lifelong of savings. <laughs> another thing is also some grandchildren will buy it for, in Japan are buying it for their grandparents because they want to replace the guilt that they feel knowing that they can't be around their grandparents all the time or have the time yeah. to take care of them. But I personally feel like... If everyone pitches in like $50... Go visit them. No, I don't I'm know. Saying, I'm saying, like, I'm, no, obviously I'm saying maybe they're at a different area, a different time, a different place. Who knows? They're yeah. in a nursery home. They have underlying conditions. You know, they have to be in care 24-7. There's different, you know, I'm situations with, and scenarios. I'm with robots <laughs> for whatever you want. But when it comes to emotional connections... I will yeah, never get the concept. The humane way would be obviously to visit your grandparents. Yeah. But again, uh, sometimes, you know, they Life need attention happens. 24-7. And, you know, I mean, again, you know, in Arabic, they call it Salat al-Rahim. True. Right? We get we get rewarded for yeah, actually we get visiting re- our grandparents. We get rewarded. But at the same time, again, uh, different cultures, different people. We don't know the Japanese culture that much. Maybe it's in their True. culture. I know in America, uh, you know, a certain age... Uh, nursing home, yeah. right? Whether or not you know there's a good connection. What or I not. know is the Japanese culture is actually very close to our Arabic culture. They oh. have a lot of the same values. So let us know. Are you? Do you like this robot, Ami Chan? Would you think of getting Ami it? Ami Chan. Ami Chan. <laughs> would you get it for your grandparent? Um, I think it would be nice. As I like would. A, I wouldn't. You wouldn't. Yeah, because I'd, I'd rather go. Same, but I feel like. If, if you would go, but you still want that as like a company for every single day, if you can't visit them every single day, then why not? But just not on its own. Let us know your thoughts for 215-Dorex-Salat or sign into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. We will see you again tomorrow. Same time, same place from 2 to 3 p.m. Until then, we've got shows lined up for you all throughout the day, starting with Afternoon Karak from 4 to 5 p.m. and leaving you and giving you a company on your drive back home from 5 to 8 p.m. with Yellow Home. So make sure you keep Pulse95 locked and we'll see you tomorrow. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.